0: All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. Mintmobile. slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Time for Baldry's beat. Keith Baldry, legislative bureau chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. So We're just hearing on the news there about BC Ferries and now. Announcing a contract to build new ferries, a company out of Romania. Now, this is a company that they've already built some ferries for us, yeah, right? These Same are company. Small,
1: smaller ferries. Yeah, uh, yeah Romania has been certainly the new um, hotspot for shipbuilding. Mm. Uh, I don't think I don't think a Vancouver or a BC-based firm has built a BC ferry since the 1990s. Mm. Uh, so again, the ship and according to BC Ferries, no no shipyard, no Canadian shipyard even bid on these vessels. Either an indication that they knew that they were not going to be able to compete with the Romanian shipyard, which already built ferries, or just uh, I think a lot of them are bu- certainly in BC have been busy for years filling the uh, federal contracts for, for building ships. So again, uh, these ferries are going to be built uh, offshore. And it used to be used to hear from the ferry workers Union this is some sort of horrible thing that would happen because ships have been built in Germany, and Romania and Poland for years, and now um, we, you don't hear much complaining about the fact that these ferries are being built offshore.
0: We used to hear a lot more complaining, saying, why can't we build these ferries ourselves? Yeah. We have built ferries in the past, but if no no BC company or no Canadian company has bid well, on the work... closed shipyards. I mean, yeah.
1: There's been one of the shipyards in North Van closed a number of years ago, so the capacity for building ships is less, much less than it was back when we were building uh Ships, and also you got the federal government with the uh, icebreaker ships and yes. other contracts being let. It fills uh, the capacity in existing BC shipyards. So. so
0: these are the smaller vessels, as you mentioned. These are the ones like service Gulf Islands and stuff, or. They're not I, the big, they're not the big super ships that go not between Suwason and the Forts. Spirits
1: Bay. or the, or the uh, you know, the Coastal Renaissance, or the yeah, yeah. out of commission and such. So, no, those aren't the big vessels being built here. These are smaller ones. Yeah, we need new vessels. I mean, these vessels are getting a older. Massive, massive capitalization plan. Yeah, you know, um, some of the the Queens are still running. They date from the nineteen sixties. Yeah. You know, everyone And we uh,
0: built those ones, didn't we?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and they're still running. They're still running and I sort of have a fondness for those old uh, Queen ships. I yeah. grew up on the BC ferries going to Spring to see my grandparents. And uh yeah, the Queens were were sort of these big lumbering vessels in the water, you yeah. know, not not, not terribly, the prettiest looking thing, but you know. <laughs> But uh, they got the job done. I'm a big fan of the spirits, not a big fan of the coastals. No, the
0: coastals are the ones that have been breaking down a lot. They're sort
1: of narrower. They vibrate a lot. Uh, The the spirits are the big, wide vessels. In fact, when my wife and I travel, uh, we rarely take the ferries, quite frankly. Um, But we check to make sure we take a, a spirit ferry.
0: Yeah, you want to get on the Spirit Class Ferry is the best one. Usually runs on the Odd Hours. Yeah, that's the best one. Okay, let's talk quickly about the uh, cabinet demotion of the children's minister here, Mitzi Dean. We talked about mm-hmm. this on the show yesterday. And David Eby here, the premier, announcing this shuffle. So she's demoted now. He, of course, tries to spin it that, oh, no, no, she's not being demoted. She was actually doing a good job. And it this is it's not about this terrible case of the of these two foster kids who were abused and tortured. Oh, no, it's got nothing to do with that. Have a listen to Eby here is I'm speaking yesterday. Minister Dean has done uh, exceptional work in the role. Uh, she has led transition of responsibility over child Indigenous children in the system to First Nations. Uh, she has overseen uh, the reduction of the number of kids in care to the lowest level we've seen in this province, uh, and it's important work. Um, but we came uh, reluctantly to a shared decision Okay, two things jumped out at me there. Shared decision. Shared decision. What does that mean? Yeah. So she
1: agreed to be take be demoted? Never heard that uh, reference before. In what, did she camera, come to him so... and
0: say, I want you to demote me? Let's share this. Yeah, Let's right. share
1: this moment of demotion. <laughs> um, it may very well be, Mincy Dean may have realized that the, the time was up. You know, I did a report last night on the news are. 14 ministers in that ministry in 27 years. Yeah. So less than two years on average yeah. is the same. She lasted she, longer than most. She did. She lasted yeah. three years and a couple months. Her mm-hmm. predecessor, Katrina Conroy, was three years and four months. And then Stephanie Cadu before that was a little more than four years. So those are the three most stable ministers mm-hmm. in terms of longevity. Before that was a, a, a revolving door yeah. um, because, again, this ministry is associated with tragedy yes. more than any other portfolio in government by far. There's been numerous uh, examples of horrific stories that take place with kids in care, uh, and ministers are, are, you know, challenged to uh, to stay in that portfolio, and they don't want to serve in. A lot of them don't want want that job. Yeah, I remember Christy Clark back in 2004 was education minister. Gordon Campbell, I remember. The day of the cabinet shuffle, I was tracking it with, with people, you know, trying to figure out who's going where. And so I get a call from a couple of people saying, oh, something's going on. It's It suddenly stopped. The interviews had stopped because Christy Clark balked at being made children and family development minister. She didn't want that portfolio. She, she didn't be- like that shared decision by Campbell. She'd, because- <laughs> been, she'd been the critic of that. Minister when she was in opposition. But she didn't want to be the minister. She did not want to be that minister. She, she was in education and was enjoying it quite, quite fine. Yeah, uh, It wasn't until they agreed to make her deputy premier that she finally agreed and, and, the, and the shuffle went, went on. But that's an example of just, uh, this is a no-win ministry.
0: I, I seem to recall at that time that there was a perception that Christy Clark was ambitious. Which she was, yeah. and wanted to be premier herself, and that maybe Campbell was going to put her into this terrible yeah, ministry to was, take her down. a bit. That
1: was the impression back then. This yeah. is sort of, uh, sort of, cutting the legs off there, yeah, uh, of that ambition. But um, she agreed, but she quit politics nine months later yes. and came over here to see to right, be a right. talk show host. Yes, yes, and then of course when, we know the story she, after that. And she, I still remember the day she phoned me and said, "I'm going to run for leader." Of the VC Liberals. This is a time when the Liberals were tanking in the polls. Uh, Campbell was gone. Things were looking terrible. She was an NW host. I was sort of her um, uh, regular guest. I was the yes. fill in guest. If it, if it had been bailed, Christy would phone me. I'd be her guest on her show. And I spent 40 minutes trying to talk her out of doing that. <laughs> you thought it was a bad idea. Oh, yeah, stick with NW. It's a great <laughs> job. You got, you're got you having a great profile. And she's, oh, once you're in politics, it's in your blood. Oh,
0: yeah, she was addicted to yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, the other thing that jumped out at me there, just getting back to this Mitzi Dean demotion here, and you hear David Eby saying, that oh, she did a good job. And one of the things she did was transitioning uh, placement of Indigenous kids with Indigenous foster parents Mm -hmm. okay so i I think that makes a lot of sense and this has been the policy of government and that was the case in this heartbreaking case here that we saw unfold in court these the the foster parents indigenous kids and the foster parents are indigenous foster parents the the problem is they did not check on these seven months Seven months without a check, that was the which problem. Is, goes against the ministry's own regulations. They're supposed to check every, what, four months, three yeah, or four months. Yeah, and so at th- least.
1: that was the big, Then that came out in the court uh, proceedings against these foster parents who've been sentenced to, I think, 10 years in prison with man- for manslaughter. Also, note, as we talked yesterday, there is a looming report coming out. Yes. Um, from Jennifer Charlesworth, the children's advocate, who's investigated this case and investigated the ministry's handling. You have to assume it's going to be kind of devastating to the ministry. Yes. I don't see how she concludes anything. When is that report coming out? I assume it's soon. We have no date. Yeah. But I have to wonder whether or not it's imminent and whether the Premier's office perhaps has given a heads up. This is coming. What are yeah. the
0: rules on that? Like if this is an independent investigation, would they be given advanced well, notice? I, I don't it? think they'd
1: be given advance notice of the contents. But yeah. I think they must know this They thing, must know. This is coming. It's yeah. not going to be pretty. It's not going to be a positive. It's, it's not like it's going to clear the ministry. And I think this is... Um, you know, do this now rather than do it the day the report comes out.
0: Let's finish up with Donald Trump winning the Iowa okay. caucuses yesterday. So, this is the first vote in Precisely. the long process for the nomination for the Republican Party for president later this year. So, Trump wins, wins handily. And uh, let's listen to any. He, he said some interesting things I want to get your thoughts on. Uh, but let's listen to Vivek Ramaswamy here, one of his opponents who ended his campaign after his showing yesterday and endorsed Trump. Have a listen. As of this moment, we are going to suspend this presidential campaign. And I'm also making the decision that this has to be an America first candidate in that White House. And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump. And now going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency. And he wants to be the vice president. You know, I, I have would, a feeling. I would
1: think that's what he's looking for, <laughs> Ramaswamy. Oh man, They're crazy politics down there. You know, Trump won fifty-two percent of the vote. Yes, and DeSantis was a very distant, DeSantis was, was second. Yeah, Nikki Haley was close behind him, but they're both hovering around the twenty percent mark. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty far back from Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Republican voters are, you know, they're. It was interesting. A CNN exit poll yesterday found that 62% of the Iowa Republican participants in the caucuses, 62% thought the election was stolen. Sure. So that's, yeah, where, yeah. that's where they're at. Yeah. That's where that party's at. It's exactly. not the Republican Party of the Bushes or Nixon or Reagan. or Reagan. This is a different Republican Party. It's been taken over by the Trump people, and, the, and there's conspiracy theorists, there's far right-wing, authoritarian element to this, uh, not necessarily believers in democracy, but uh, Trump is... Hard to see how he doesn't get the nomination.
0: Trump, yeah, I, I, that looks pretty clear. He's on the path to the nomination again, right? We'll see what happens, but
1: he half said, a, he said Nick, some interesting things. Go ahead. Half of Nikki, Haley, Nikki Haley's voters have said they're going to vote for Biden. So wow. the party is fracturing. But right now... Uh, They're going to
0: vote for Biden if she's not the nominee. If she's not the nominee. Yeah. So,
1: um, but Trump is, you know, 52% versus 20%. That's a decisive win.
0: Trump said some, like, he came out yesterday with sort of this softer tone at, at points in his in his mm-hmm. speech. And he said... He said some kind things about his opponents, and then he talked about, we want to bring the country together and heal the rifts. I've heard this before from Trump, and I remember the last go-around with Trump, there were times when we said, oh, now he's going to start being presidential. Now he's going to get away yeah. from this. You know, I, I just I don't, don't think that
1: Leopard can change his spots. No, here, and so. I think there's some mental health issues going on with that guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I just, um... You think he can beat Biden? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so for I. sure. I, th- I think uh, I think for sure he can beat Biden. Biden has his own negatives. Sure, he does. You know, um, you no, know, this is uh, this is troubling times for the U.S. for sure.
0: Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone, four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Baldry's beat. We can right to your phone calls here. Ken in Kelowna. Hi, Ken, go ahead.
1: Hey, good morning, gentlemen. I got a question for you. Hydro's patent themselves in the back for being able to withstand the cold and sell uh, power to Alberta. But about a week or so ago, you guys were saying that they were buying power from the states. So what is yeah. it? Are they are, are they power Are they power positive, or are they buying it and selling it? Or what are they selling it for? So they're still buying power, uh, and they're still selling power. They buy and sell all the time. All the right? time. Yeah. And so what happened on Friday night was peak consumption. Uh, so it was a small uh, period of time in the early evening when most people, you know, were making dinner running the dishwasher, whatever, um, a huge amount of power was consumed. But they're able to store power, particularly in the winter. and But well, they to, store up
0: water behind the, the, the reservoirs and yeah, the dams.
1: And but the challenge for hydro is going to be, can you do it all day long yeah. throughout the summer, particularly if we have a heat dome yeah. when people's air conditioning, more and, and more people and have air conditioning, and the ongoing drought, which is adversely affecting the reservoirs, Right. of course. So, yeah, hydro... Uh, moved a lot of pieces around the chessboard to ensure they were able to meet that record demand on Friday night and Saturday. Frankly, that was another big day. But the challenge is can you do it all the time? They are going to continue to import power.
0: Yeah, so the imports and exports go up and down all the time on practically an hourly basis. Yeah,
1: and- yeah no, th- There's this is a lot of moving pieces oh, yeah. when it comes to the hydro system. It's a very sophisticated and frankly admirable system where they can they can move things around and, and sell money. power and, and make money. So I, I did a magazine piece and a TV piece tw- years ago about how hydro kept the lights on in California. Yeah. When California had these rolling blackouts and hydro made a billion dollars. Some was clawed back by a lawsuit, but they were able to sell power to California at peak times and, and when when this uh, spot price for electricity was sky high and they made a ton of money because of the system that they've installed. The bottom
0: line, though, is in last year, in the last calendar year, they imported 20% of our power net. Net. Okay, so you compare how much we sold and how much we bought. We were net imports.
1: Dirty little secret to that, some of that, much of that power was dirty power. Sure. From coal-generated facilities south of the border. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So So at the
0: same time, we're electrifying here to save the planet. You know, we want everyone to buy electric cars and heat pumps. We're importing dirty power. That's generated by burning coal,
1: just to meet the status quo. Uh, no. Quite apart from,
0: not all of it's dirty. I mean, they got no. they got wind and solar down. Yeah. There too.
1: So, so the next power call from hydro is this spring, and it's expected to be almost all wind. Yeah. You know, which is a new venture for hydro.
0: Yeah. Richard on Salt Spring Island. Hi, Richard. Go ahead.
1: Hello. Um, we use ferries here all the time, of course, to get on and off. I would like to see the uh, new ferries built in Canada if we have the technology, because we could use the, um, you know, the jobs. And also, uh, some of our recent ferries uh, repairs have been delayed because of the distance between here and where they were manufactured. If they were made here, maybe the uh, facilities to, um, you know, um, the suppliers will be closer. I'll hang up, okay. and I look forward to listening to you.
0: Thank you, Keith. Your thoughts?
1: Well, we don't have that robust uh, shipbuilding industry in Canada, and what we do have is busy right now filling contracts at the federal level. Yeah. So it, it's been the case for years. I mean, we've closed a shipyard rather than opening up new shipyards. Shipyard's not a big industry. Uh, it's, more, it's bigger on the east coast than it is on the west coast, and that's where the, a lot of the federal ships are built. But uh, our shipyards right now didn't even bid on these yeah. contracts yeah. and that t- that tells you a lot canada may be known for its
0: landscapes and friendly people but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime history and the paranormal since 2017 the award-winning dark poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the great white north and beyond delivering chilling tales from a uniquely canadian perspective